0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, joining you every single morning at 8am UK time, keeping you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal transfers. Hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well. Uh, Yesterday evening was a frustrating one for a lot of Arsenal fans that were following all of the information on the socials it could prove to be a very frustrating end to the window for arsenal we'll have to wait and see we're kind of hoping that something is kind of pulled out of a you know a top hat at this point hopefully it's not a white rabbit hopefully fingers crossed it's genuinely a striker that will do us some business before the end of the season but I hope you're doing good, guys, in the chat box. Let's see what we're saying. Uh, good morning, Manu. Good morning, Julian. Good morning, Ty Gunasaurus. Very tired by this point, I imagine. Uh, good morning to Olu, to Rick. Good morning to Adam. Good morning to Raheel, John, C. Christopher, Marcus, uh, Bushmumi. Uh, good morning to Vinny. Good morning to Marcus, to Joel, uh, to Nanjundi. Uh, good morning to Rich Kano uh scrolling down a little bit more let's not make sure we don't miss some people joining a little bit later marco uh we've got john we've got shembo we've got big ti we've got uh, harvey zander flux gt good morning to so many of you as always. Apologies, I can't say morning to everybody. Um, but good morning to all of you, Oki and Dan and Heidi and Dirks and Billy Boy too. And uh, and who else we got? Papa, Aconda and Tibo Pesk as well. Good morning to everybody. Uh, we're five days, five days to go until the end of the window. Uh, so if you could, please drop a like on the video. That's the first thing. Just click on the video. You click the thumbs up button. You show your support. We get onto the, onto the news, and also, if you could, it'd be great, because we've hit 8,000 subs over on the Arsenal Way. We hit that yesterday. It'd be great if we could move on our way to 10,000 subs, get as close to it as possible before the end of the window. So if you're not subscribed to the Arsenal Way, link in the description, please make sure you go over there and hit that subscribe button. Anyway, let's crack on with the first story of today, which is that Lucas Tarera has uh, won the Player of the Month Award for Fiorentina. Uh, (laughs) it's the irony isn't it January really it's like it's grabbed Arsenal it's just shoved it's it's really just squashed Arsenal it's just kicked us in the teeth several times with how much the irony is hitting us that our low our midfielder that we could have desperately done with this during this month has won the player of the month for Fiorentina less said about that the better. Uh, Tyrese John Jules has also joined. Uh, re- I was going to say Reading then, but it's not Reading. Sheffield Wednesday, because Carl Hyyn has joined Reading, as we talked about yesterday. Um, jo- Tyrese John Jules short joined Sheffield Wednesday. He'll be the replacement for uh, for Theo Corbiner, who joined uh, MK Dons from Wolves, so replace that slot of a forward. Fingers crossed, he can get his career back on track in League One. Uh, fingers crossed, that's the right move for him. It didn't go as well in the Championship in the first six months. Fingers crossed, it can work out a lot better in the third tier uh moving on to the final possible out and unfortunately to make life even worse for ourselves William Saliba uh is being linked with a permanent move to Marseille now saying this of course we did cover the story that Marseille are being threatened with a uh, a transfer ban that has not yet come into effect Um, And I think that what we've looked at is a situation similar to Chelsea where they're going to look to appeal and delay this decision as long as feasibly possible. Uh, And because of that, it could mean that they allow themselves time to sign players in the summer. Uh, And a report coming out of France is claiming that Saliba is very, very happy in Marseille. So much so that if they were to get Champions League football, which is, you know, very likely this season based upon how they're doing, um, that he may want to stay. Now, as far as I'm aware... Um, and he he very much wants to stay, uh, or rather Arsenal very much want him to stay at the club. There's plans for him next season. They would be utterly mental to let Saliba go. By far one of the best young centre-backs on the planet right now. Why they would let him go is absolutely beyond me, uh, and they would have to pay a hell of a lot more than what we paid for him when we brought him in, if they can afford it. So we'll wait and see what happens with this one, but it's set to be... Another summer of frustration where we have to follow this story and fingers crossed Saliba comes back motivated for uh, his time back at Arsenal. Now, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is of interest to a number of clubs. He isn't going to move to the Middle East from the looks of things. He has no interest in moving there. But what he will do from the looks of things is move somewhere else. Uh, It is expected that there is lots of interest from a number of clubs on the continent that could provide Bamiang with kind of that still elite level of football that he wants. And the latest club to kind of come to the fore uh, quite heavily is supposedly AC Milan. AC Milan considering a move for Bamiang, They've already got Ibrahimović. They've already got Olivier Giroud. um, But Bamiang could add a dimension that they don't already have in their side. And Milan, of course, where he used to play, previously of Milan, um it could be a return for a to the San Zero. We'll see how this one transpires. It's, you know, gonna be touch and go whether or not he leaves. He's not expected to join up with the the players on their 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 warm weather training camp in Dubai, ironically, he will literally not be traveling to the Middle East at all, (laughs) whatsoever, even when the club is going there, he's not going to be moving there, so uh, all the kind of hints do lean back um, to him moving in the direction of somewhere else before the close of the window, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, regarding possible in, which is obviously where your heads are all uh, most interested about According to uh, a good friend of mine, Simon Collins at the Evening Standard, um, Nat Turner still looks like the most likely deal to take place. Conversations between Arsenal and New England Revolution continue to go on to try and sort a deal uh, to replace Burnt Leno, who could still leave between now and the end of the window. Newcastle are said to be interested in uh, Burnt Leno. He Look, he's a very good goalkeeper. I've done my research on him now. I've written the article in comparison to him and Ramsdale, and he comes out very favourably um i saw a lot of uh usa fans criticizing him kind of playing out from the back he's not as good as zach stefan at that and i think that probably emphasizes the the difference between the two but he still can play out from the back he's still got very good distribution uh, statistics that definitely would have showed up in arsenal's um you know in arsenal's kind of analytics i suppose is the right word um of the players that they're looking for so matt turner Could be a player that we end up signing before the close of the window uh, and looks to be the most likely of any of them. A backup goalkeeper kind of tells you how January's been for Arsenal this month, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, moving on to Luka Jovic. This looks like a no-go. Despite reports that Luka Jovic had been offered... To Arsenal to sign on a loan deal. Reports coming out from Spain and closer to Madrid claim that there is no intention from Real Madrid to allow Luka Jovic to leave Real Madrid on loan. Uh, contradicting reports coming out uh, from UK based sources. Uh, frustrating because I think he could have done a job for us on loan. Uh, I think it would have been a decent signing for us to bring in. But beyond Benzema, and Real Madrid are struggling for a central striker. So they would leave themselves quite thin if Benzema was to get injured. So I can see why they are looking to keep hold of Luka Jovic, but it will mean that Arsenal need to move on to a different striker target. Could that be Alexander Izak? We will have to wait and see, but supposedly Real Sociedad would demand the full release clause paid all at once immediately to sanction any kind of... Of departure, and even if Arsenal were to pay the release clause, guess what? Reports suggesting that Izak has his own concerns about Arsenal. Amazing how quickly things change, isn't it? How attractive Arsenal can look as a project. All of a sudden, now they don't. I don't buy too much into the reservation reports regarding Izak. I think if Arsenal played the release clause. Isaac would be very open to the move to Arsenal. That's my own feeling about the situation. I don't know why he would, what, I mean, I don't know why on earth he would look to uh, turn down that possible move to a club that are pushing upwards or trying to move towards the Champions League places, playing in the Premier League. Look, if they paid the release clause, I have my confidence that a deal could be done for Alexander Izak. Arsenal do have really good relations as well with Real Sociedad, which is something I've come to learn in the last 24 hours based upon deals that have been done in the past with the likes of Carlos Vela, Nacho Monreal. And interestingly, when uh, Real Sociedad refurbed their stadium, Anoeta, they actually consulted with Arsenal because of you know Arsenal refurbing and rebuilding a brand new stadium at the Emirates. And those relationships have stayed strong since then. Um, and we gave them quite a favourable deal with Nacho Monreal when he left Arsenal, uh, moved for a very low fee, and it kept kind of those relations between the clubs quite good. But still, L'Areal would look to demand the full release clause of their best player, which makes complete sense. I say best player, Yathabal and Nicola Moreno and David Silver arguably too, and very, very good, but uh, by far their best forwards. And it's going to be one that will run until the end of the season. Let's see, end of the January window at least. Let's see if Arsenal do go crazy and activate the release clause between now and the 31st of January. Uh, and finally, the big story of yesterday evening was, of course, Bruno Gimarash, uh, the Brazilian Leon midfielder linked with Arsenal for a number of years, let alone months all the way back from when he was playing at Atletico Palenense uh, in Brazil. Uh, He has now been the subject of a €40 million bid, not from Arsenal, but from Newcastle United, that, according to mixed reports, has been accepted by the French side. And now it is down to the player about whether or not he wishes to complete this move to Newcastle. Now, I saw a lot of people tweet me this because a lot of people know how much I like Bruno Gimelares. They know how much I've rated this guy. And even saw people comparing what could be a meltdown on this channel to when we lost out in the race to Emi Buendia. I'm going to try and rein in my emotions, if we were to see uh, Gimaraes move to Newcastle. But what I would say is that this is one of the silliest decisions, not only of a player's career anyway, to go and move to Newcastle, but it's the silliest decision from Arsenal if we don't jump on this. thirty three odd million quid, 33, 30 to 36 million pounds. for so Bruno Gimmer. are you kidding? Are we really not going to do that? Are we really not going to compete for that signing? Are we really prioritizing Artur? He is a excellent midfielder. And look, we would have to go and sign a hell of a midfielder in the summer because it's not going to happen in January. We would have to sign one hell of a midfielder in the summer to, to make me feel like we've made the right decision. I don't know who that is, but it would have to be someone blooming good for them to justify not bringing in Bruno Guimaraes on a thirty-three to £36 million pound deal. He's someone who progresses the ball, really good in recovery, really good tackler. Uh, his tackling stats are way better than people giving credit for. Just the way in which he moves the ball forwards. I mean, you see the assist he had for Paqueta um, against, I want to say PSG, um, a couple of weeks ago. That in itself shows you what he's capable of doing. And just the, the upgrade on Granite Xhaka that he would provide alongside uh, Thomas Partey. Oh, that's, it's just a frustration. And Thracian, I absolutely agree with this comment. If we really wanted Guimaraes, then we would get him. If we've been watching him for two to three years, then we can't watch him, that, then we can't want him that much. And I do agree with you. Uh, I do agree with you. If we did want him, surely we would be going for him. Um, and it's just not happening, uh, which is a real shame um, because I think he's a great player. I'm not going to melt down about this, but I am going to be very frustrated to see him go and, um. Regarding the wages what Newcastle are offering, I've seen different reports. I've seen reports say 65 grand a week. I've seen other people claim 200,000 pounds a week. I even tweeted the 200K thing yesterday before doing a little bit more searching around and saw a lot more people putting the 65K that I trust a bit more. So I deleted that tweet because I thought, you know, there's no point in me just sticking up one figure when there's so many conflicting reports out there. And a lot of people jumped on the back of that tweet as well. So I was like, nah, I ain't doing this. Not doing this at all. So, look, whatever they're offering him, it will be a significant step up in wages from what he's earning at Leon right now. And Arsenal... Look, Arsenal have the financial capacity to sign him. We know that. We have the capacity to bring him in. It's just a shame if we don't. We will have to wait and see what happens. There's five days left. And Arsenal have got a lot to do between now and the end of the window. Um, I'm probably going to write rather emotionally about this. Um, but fingers crossed we can do something we're going to move on to your questions in the chat box before we do though if you're watching and you haven't clicked the like button yet please make sure you do show your support to the channel we've been putting on this show rain or shine, misery or excitement every single day for the last what, 300 odd days <laughs> something silly like that um, in fact I don't know how many we've done at the other show, I can't remember when we actually started this I can't remember if we started this during the January window of last season, we might have done that so uh, we've been going nearly for a whole year, I think now. So I don't know when we started. Maybe it was closer to the summer window. Anyway, um, just drop a like. It really helps the channel, and it shows um, that you're liking the content. And if you have any critics, then critiques rather, then put them in the comment section. We do listen. Let's jump into your questions. <laughs> Just, this window is really taking it absolutely out of me really <laughs> really really has. you know what i i can't do a uh, an 8am show on deadline day um because i'm doing a 6am till 6p uh, no 6am till 4pm shift uh, over at football london that's my shift on deadline day i volunteered for that so i i can't blame anyone i volunteered for the early shift but i am genuinely um, considering doing a deadline day vlog just to kind of show you what my day from a journalism standpoint might look like uh, on deadline day uh, <laughs> to see me getting more anxious and stressed. If you want to see a deadline day vlog uh, from what it's like from the perspective of someone who's covering the news all day for a news outlet, then let me know uh, in the comment section and uh, I'll do my best. I tried doing a vlog at home before and it didn't really, I wasn't I wasn't too keen on it, but maybe deadline day we'll throw up some crazy stuff. So if you'd like to see that, let us know. And uh, and yeah, (laughs) I'll see what I can do. Let's go to some of your questions. Uh, Vinny says, would you have accepted Bruno only, but no striker is a... No, absolutely not, Vinny. The striker is minimum the priority. It's absolutely the priority in this window would be to get in a striker because we're one Lacazette injury away, as I keep on saying, from Anketia being our only starting striker whilst Abamyang is exiled. Whereas in midfield for Wolves, we'll have Partey, we'll have Xhaka, we'll have Lekonga, we'll have El Elneny, we'll have Patino if we need him. We've got Erdegaard who can play deeper if we want him to, but we don't like him there. We've got lots of options, come wolves, but in striker, we don't have that. We don't have that same freedom. We just don't have that same um level of depth. So, no, a successful window is a midfielder and a striker. A decent, okay window is the striker. But really, we do need both. Oki says, Tom, considering how important Premier League experience is for us, are there anything outside the box strikers you can think of currently playing in the Premier League that we could tempt? Maybe we go to uh, Watford and be like look he's 20 million quid give us Dennis he's scoring bare goals like <laughs> give us Dennis I think he'd rather play for Arsenal right now than Watford and you know people will turn their noses up at that but the thing is people look at Alexander Isak and go oh his goal record's not good enough but Dennis has been absolutely smashing it in the Premier League this season for Watford I'm not fully convinced by him, but look, I'd take him for the rest of the season. I would absolutely take him for the rest of the season. Jamie says, Tom, why do we even bother following these links? Why not just wait and see, celebrate players once they actually sign? It would eliminate the weeks of frustration and eventual anger. When we sign none, Jamie. I mean, you're in the wrong place <laughs> to be putting in questions like that on a daily 8am transfer show. But the reason is because, look, we love it. We, in a weird way, in a painful way, we kind of do. And if you don't, I don't think you'd be on here. I don't think you'd be watching the show. I don't think you'd be following all the transfer accounts. Deep down, we kind of love the buzz. We love the rush. We love the discussions, the debates, the the anger, the angst, the frustration, the joy when we actually do sign someone great. And those moments where, you know, we activate a release clause on deadline day or pull off the Tommy Asu signing and we're utterly surprised by how good they are. Going into the finer details of looking at how good Ben White is or Ramsdale's statistics are. Everything about the transfer window is chaotic, unpredictable, and it's weirdly and painfully great. So that's why we do it. Jamie, because strangely and statistically, we kind of love that pain and we love what it could bring the same way. Is it kind it's kind of a microcosm of football in a weird way because football is, you don't know what you're going to get every game. You could expect to, you know, sign a great striker the same way that you could expect to beat Burnley and you don't, and you feel that angst and that emotion. But that's why we love this sport because it brings us every element of the spectrum of emotion that you can get. Well, wow, I didn't think you'd go on that into an emotional rant, did you? Who <laughs> says? Hey Tom, who will go for uh, who will go for Bruno Tielemans or De Jong? Uh, also, how many centimeters do we need for the summer? Look, I still think we need two. We need to upgrade on Jacker. We need to upgrade on El uh, and I'd bring in two players that can compete with Thomas Partey. Tielemans, I'd love. I'd love to see us go for someone like that. De Jong would be great, of course. Don't know how acceptable that is. Bruno, as you know, I like him a lot. Tuchemeni at Monaco would be another one, but I feel like you need to get into the Champions League if you want to go for a player as highly rated as that. Let's wait and see what happens, but I do think that two is is what we need. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Omar says breaking news: I finally made an 8am show. (laughs) Fair play to you, mate. Fair play to you. Uh, Sam says: Does Dominic Calvert Lewin suit our number nine? Uh, Suit the number nine? We want in regards to the link-up style of play that we require. He seems more of a poacher like Eddie. I think he does, uh, Sam. Yes, he's got those poaching abilities and finishing abilities, but he's better in the air. He's more physical. We can hold up the ball. I like other strikers a little bit more. I've grown to like Jonathan David a hell of a lot more. Uh, I think he would probably be behind Vlaovic, who... Wow, that's the first time I've said his name, and it's taken 19 minutes to do 20, 20 minutes to name that player. Who would have thought we would have been at the end of the window, and it takes me 20 minutes to to mention Vlaovic's name? Uh, oh, things change so quickly. Dominic Albert Lewin, though, uh, I, I rate him. I like him. He's not injury prone like people want to make out. His injuries don't suggest that. They're of a different style. That he's not Renato Sanchez, that's for sure. Um, but Jonathan David is my pick. I don't think you can get Calvert-Lewin in January. I don't think you can get David in January, which is why probably Zach is the, is the only one that you would be able to get, which I would be absolutely delighted with if we managed to get him in. Uh, let's scroll down. I'm seeing a lot of people saying, yes, do the vlog. Deadline day vlog would be awesome. Okay, well, I'll do my best. I can't promise because last time I tried to do a vlog, to vlog one of my days of writing... Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I watched quite a bit of Casey Neistat and I tried doing a little bit of his style of vlogging, which I may do with time lapses and stuff of me writing and doing the shows. But, uh, You know, I'm concerned uh, that it won't be as good as it is in my head. So we'll see. Byron says, Tom, do you think that we will be typically Arsenal, make no signings until deadline day and only sign one player? Look, I absolutely will expect us to bring someone on deadline day because it's just what we do. We just do this. There's something about Arsenal. I'm trying to think of the last time we didn't sign someone on a summer deadline day. We did it last year in 2021 with Tomiyasu. We did it the year before with Thomas Partey. 2019 what, what who did we bring in 2019 we brought in Pepe and Tierney and bring anyone in on deadline there was a David Louise that we brought in on deadline day in 2019 let's have a look I think we brought in David Louise on deadline day did we bring in anyone else I can't think of anyone else that signed on deadline day but I think it might have just been uh it might have just been David Louise or t- maybe Tierney joined On deadline day. I can't remember. I'm sure they both joined on the same day, Tierney and and Louise. Who knows? Um, But uh, I think maybe that happened then. Uh, The year before, did we sign anyone on deadline day? Torreira, Leno, Sokratis, Genduzzi, Lishdiner. None of them joined on deadline day, did they? Um, So I don't think we signed anyone deadline day that year. The year before, um, Lacazette didn't join on deadline day. Kalasnats didn't. Uh, So, I mean, the last couple of years, last two to three years, we have. But, I mean, it kind of suggests that we will. We could do that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Guna in the chat box. Hello, mate. Hey, Tom. Hope you're well. Been a while since I've been with you live. Do you see Abamian getting back into the team before the end of the season? My honest answer, mate, is no. Uh, I I don't think Tanner he he is, unfortunately. I do think that Abamian will probably leave before the end of the January window. I think he'll move to somewhere else on loan for the rest of the season. Because uh, he'll want to play. He doesn't want to be sitting doing nothing, um, despite you know what people may think. He will want to be playing football. It's what he loves doing. So absolutely, he will, in my opinion, move on before the end of the January window if he has no hope of getting back into the Arsenal team. Uh, let's scroll down. Gray says, surely we can persuade Lille to sell David in January. Look, I thought this. Look, put 50 million on the table. See what happens. We've got that kind of money. Just do it. Um, but it's very difficult to do with this amount of time left in the window. That's the problem. Uh, if he says, Do you think that we are linked with Douglas uh Louise's, Do you think we are linked with Douglas Louise links? And do you think it has anything to do with the Bentacur joining Villa? Is Bentacore actually joining Villa? Because if Bentacore is, then that's a ridiculously good bit of business by them. Um I don't see anything suggesting that it's a like a done deal or it's absolutely happening. Um they're hopeful of signing Bentacor, uh, f- considering fresh proposal. Look, he's a great midfielder, and I'd be like, why wouldn't we go in for someone like that? It's just, it's that frustration, isn't it? <laughs> it's just that same questioning: why on earth are we not trying for someone like that? Uh, Ask Legend says, "Hi Tom, great show. However, what do you think about the rumours of Ruben Neves uh, over Bruno? You know, he's had a great season as Bruno as Ruben Neves. I wouldn't write him off. Either of those, two, I'd be very happy, but I don't see Wolves selling him." In January, I just don't see it happening. Uh, let's scroll down right to the bottom. Uh, I know I'm going to miss out a lot of questions, but I feel like I don't give credit to the earlier the, the latest ones. Uh, Vishal says, Vlaovic to Juve. Is that doubtful? Cabral to Fiorentina. That in itself is so annoying. Cabral to Fiorentina. How on earth are we going to let him move for 13.4 million quid? <laughs> if you need a striker, bring him in. There's not. Uh, there may be work permit issues, I understand that, but he's just been called up for the Brazilian national side. Surely there's going to be a case if Arsenal want to try and get him a work permit. Surely we could get that deal done. It seems mad not to consider him. Uh, Real Madrid want to keep Jovic. Feels like we're running out of options. What happens if we sign no one? Very concerning. I think you answer your own question, Vishal. If we sign no one, it's very, very concerning. That's, that's the reality of the situation. That's what it is. Oh, we've done that one. Uh, Barry says, any word on where Leno may end up if he goes this window? uh, Newcastle on loan with an option, I imagine will be. And it will be an option that turns into an obligation if they stay up. That's what I probably think would happen if we signed um, kind of Matt Turner. We'll wait and see. John says, Jan, transfer transfer window should be reduced to 24 hours. Every club has one representative and a glass room with mics and cameras. Nothing but beer served for the final twelve hours. Nobody comes or goes. What fun! <laughs> it would be very, very entertaining, John. But then we wouldn't have this drawn-out, agonizing pain, and and we'd miss that, right? We'd miss this this drawn-out period of pain, would we not? <laughs> Carl says, "How worried are you about the upcoming fixtures?" I'm terrified. If we start falling out of the European places, I'm not terrified. I am excited. I'm, I anticipate the next game. I look forward to the next game. I'm desperate for us to win the next game. Um, we'll wait and see. As I, I feel like that should become kind of my motto. Is that the word? Saying, like, I keep saying we'll wait and see because it's so uncertain, this window. Um, we just don't know what's going to happen. Aussie uh, says, would you take Patrick Schick? Look, I was really kind of not anti-Schick, but I was... Reserved on Schick. And then yesterday on the Arsenal way, I did a show in which I sat down with uh, Josh Williams, who's our scouting writer at Reach. And, he, and we picked our three forwards that we would like to see Arsenal sign between now and the end of the winter. He's a Liverpool fan, by the way. So he's coming from more of a neutral perspective. And he brought up Patrick Schick as his number one choice. And he was like, if you're going to go and get, if you're willing to spend 60 to 70 million pounds on Dusan Vlaovic, and you can go and get a 26-year-old Patrick Schick who shares a lot of the same characteristics, but he's a bit older. Why not go and do it? And to be honest, he raised a really good argument for Schick. And I do tend to agree. And I think he changed my mind uh, about Schick, actually. And, and I think he would suit a lot of the characteristics that we want. So I have opened my mind more to Schick. And to be honest, I've opened my mind to to Chris Woods (laughs) at this stage. We just need someone in. We do need a striker. Uh, Thrasian says, I think we will bring in three players before the end of the window. Striker, midfielder and goalkeeper if Leno goes, but I don't know who. How many do you think? I think we'll get one. I don't know where. I'm not going to tell you where. I don't know. I've lost all sense of anything. I've lost all sense of self about prediction, about what might happen, because, look, my expectation is that I think Arsenal are going to keep things as secret and as under wraps as feasibly possible. They're going to try and prevent any information from leaking out in the last few days because they know how difficult it's going to be to sort stuff. Arteta was in Denver with Stan Kroenke, unless that was specifically about trans, uh, about contract talks, which would be very weird considering how busy the end of the window is. Surely that was about releasing funds to go hard in the market for someone Hopefully it is. Uh, I don't know why it takes going to Denver to do that. Like WhatsApp and Zoom exist. But I suppose maybe it shows that commitment and the dedication and whatever. It sh- hopefully it just means something. You'd hope Arsenal surely can't let... Um, hopefully, surely Arsenal cannot allow anyway this, this window to end without anyone being brought in. It would be ridiculous. But it would be very Arsenal. So there is always that. Uh Karthik says can Arsenal fans ever reach nirvana trust the club and do the best annoyed even spurs fans are like if conte wants adama we are in like, I wouldn't take adama traore um that is a desperation signing uh it's, it's just not very good I just I just don't think he's very good he's very he's very likable he's very unique like with his bulkiness and his speed and his muscle and he's got no end product his end product is awful um, so that, that signing doesn't bother me in any way. What does bother me is Luis Diaz being linked with Spurs and Spurs going for if honestly, I they really better not get Luis Diaz because a front three of Diaz and Son and Kane is that's that propels you to Champions League places. That does so. I really hope that isn't the case. Jasmine says, Tom, why aren't we pushing for Amin Guiri? In my opinion, he'd be a very good player for us, also, he'd be a good second striker. Uh, once we get that main number nine. Probably because he's not the out-and-out striker that we want right now, Jasmine. I know he can play there, but probably because of that, and Arsenal are looking to try and bring in uh, that main one. John says, Tom, please read my questions. You see, John, no, I can't, because if I give in and read your question, then everyone will just put that. <laughs> but I've read that comment. <laughs> Harish says, I like Isaac, but I don't think he is a number nine. But If we want to get these profiles to have fluid front threes, I would like us to get Nkunku or Joel Felix. My ideal signing. Who do you think? Uh, Or whatever, what do you think? Look, I think that the out-and-out number nine is always the profile that we need. Yes, the fluid front three is something that Arteta likes. He likes his number nine to drop in and link up space and create space behind him for the wingers to run into, like Martinelli, like we saw against Leeds, is a really good example. But I'm not sure that I would go for an Nkunku or a Joao Felix. I feel like I would mar- rather go for, a, for a, a Vlaovic type, even though we're not going to get him. But, you know, just the out-and-out striker. That's, that's what I want to see at the club. Um, <laughs> I love John you're now guilt tripping me Like the questions from your son <laughs> hello John's son <laughs> I'm not being guilt tripped into answering your question Aussie um, says Tom this is extremely out of the blue but would you take Lukaku on the premise he would want to come and not come in every interview and say he wants to go back to Inter he seems ideal Look, that ain't happening man <laughs> It's just not happening. Oh, geez, no. Well, would I take Lukaku? Yes, but no. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's, just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, let's scroll up see if I've missed any questions at all. Scrolling up a little bit more, uh, have I missed any big ones? Navarro says, Tom, why do I have the urge to just break stuff around the room? Look again. If this window is affecting your general mental state, chill take a day off go and do something else it should not affect you that much it really shouldn't uh oh thanks daniel that's a really kind comment if you aren't subscribed to daniel bailey tv help him get up to his uh i think it was 5k wasn't it 5k uh target uh the link to dan's channel is in our phone in show video but if you just type in daniel bailey tv it'll come up really nice lad um let's scroll up a little bit more uh jack says it wasn't john it was his son going to have to read it for him i can't find john's question now even though i, <laughs> I feel so bad inside john where is your question john if you put the question in again i'll be able to find it just just type it in again because i'm struggling to to scroll up to find the question i feel like i have to answer it now. <laughs> uh, i'm scrolling up john and i'm struggling to find it i'm sorry if you type it in again john I'll do my best to try and find it again. If everyone can point out what it was, that'd be great. Um, I made it to a live show. This uh, is under relay. Woohoo! <laughs> You're gonna regret it. Adnan says, "Hey Tom, what about Rashardis? Oh, I'm not criticising Adnan the choice of Rashardison. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen during the January window. They're never going to accept a bid for him." Ozzy says, uh, Tom, you should make a show giving people ideas to get their minds off of the transfer business, although it seems kind of counterproductive for the channel. I'm losing my mind myself. Yeah, not the best business technique, Ozzy. <laughs> Here's some great ideas for content. Uh, tell people not to watch the content. <laughs> Works really well. Dogan says, uh, what do you think about Darwin Nunez? Uh, in my opinion, he's one of the best that we could get. Again, I've not seen enough of him, but people rave about him um so who knows maybe maybe he's the type of player that we need but i've not seen enough to sit here and say absolutely uh, oh he's our um, he's our, uh, uh, <laughs> our daily uh, our daily arteta out comment it was at 1818 when he posted the comment i'm going up to 1818 john i'm in 1818 but there's a lot of comments there's a lot of comments i'm never going to oh i found it um i'm seven my name is jack daly and i can play up front so keep an eye out for me in the nine or ten years. I'll outscore uh, Dusan Vlahovic in my first season for Arsenal. Remember the name. Remember Jack Daly, people. <laughs> that wasn't a question. <laughs> that was just self-advertisement. I mean, he's got a he's got a knack for advertisement. It'll be great in the sector. I tell you, John, you've got a kid there that knows exactly how to play the system. <laughs> ridiculous uh Lars says you think uh you think there should be a special deadline day episode in the Amazon doc-? they're better they're, they're better bloody be I tell you they're really better be uh a deadline day just I mean you could do the whole Amazon series on on the uh on you know just the January window surely surely you could just do the whole series would just be about it's got to at least be two episodes I mean we've got the whole summer window to be in that documentary Surely we're going to see loads of episodes on transfers. And the Red Gorilla says, my 99-year-old mum wants to know if we should trigger his Isaac's release clause. Stop using your family members as, <laughs> as collateral for me to answer questions. This is not how this works. Uh, and yes, we should absolutely activate his release clause. Uh, Carl says, Tom, uh, is now a good time to review the last transfer window and see how our buyers missed and targeted? Them? Oh, I can't think about another transfer window, Carl. We haven't finished this one yet. Let's finish this transfer window before we start thinking about that. Um, I'm going to wrap things up before people start offering up family members for questions anymore. This is getting ridiculous. Anyway, there's over 900 of you watching. It's had an entertaining morning. Let's be real. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Um, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, I'll join you tomorrow morning for the next one. Oh, we're nearly there. We're nearly at the end. We're nearly at the end of the window. Fingers crossed we can bring someone in. That would be great. I'm sure there'll be plenty more news dropping for you today. Uh, and you'll be able to keep up to date with it over on Football London as we write our pieces over there. Um, And also, I'll be live in just under an hour's time on the Arsenal way again. So if you're not done listening to my rants about the transfer window, join us at 9.30am over on the Arsenal way. Link is in the description to the channel. Go subscribe. We're on our way now to 10,000 subs. And to be fair, we're now less than 300 subs from 30k here. So if you haven't subbed, please sub. It really helps us out and uh, it'd be an amazing achievement to go from, I think we were like 27,000 at the start of the window or just before the window to to 30K. That'd be amazing. So if you could, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Uh, As always, I'll see you tomorrow morning for the next one and I'll see you in just under an hour on the Arsenal way. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal.